Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. 30 seconds to go in stoppage time. Reynoso wide left. Dane St. Clair making his way up near the 18. Dane St. Clair into the 18. Left-footed boot towards the goal. Chipped ahead to Jury Schrotty with a shot. Bounced off a defender. Great Goose with a shot. Dane St. Clair with a pass. A shot. He scores! Are you kidding me? Franco Fragapane with a Minnesota goal. We are level at Allianz Field. Go crazy. Oh, yeah. Fragapane is in the Wonderwall. He is in the Wonderwall. The whole Minnesota team is in the Wonderwall. Oh, my. Unbelievable. Dan, have you uh, come down from that moment yet? Are you, your your blood level come down from there? Your blood pressure rate come down from there? It frightened me. I didn't know if he was going to make it out of there. (laughs) I was afraid they were going to keep him. He's not a very fun. He's not a very big guy. They could have just wrapped him up and stuck him underneath a banner and taken him out of there. So (laughs) I was, I got to tell you, I was so shocked because at that point I was, uh, I was, I was just, I had given up the fact that they were going to take a loss completely caught me by surprise, even though it was a corner kick and that can result in some great opportunities. I was like, "Ah, this is no way there's no way. Cause the whistle, you knew the whistle was coming as soon as that corner kick was done. Uh, That was going to be the last touch of the match. And I actually thought maybe uh, Reynoso would try and go for goal in that situation, but it was on the wrong side for him. Right. Let's see. He was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was totally shocked. Welcome into Loon Talk. Uh, this is uh, this is our weekly Minnesota United podcast. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Voice of the Loons, Dan Terrar, and our trusty producer, A.J. Fredrickson. Uh, back again off a magical uh, game last Saturday at Allianz Field against the New England Revolution. We'll get to talking about them later on because it's all fallen apart ever since that game happened, and we'll get to that, what's gone on there in New England. Uh, but first, uh, A.J., welcoming you into the show as well, welcoming Loons fans, anybody who hasn't listened before. Uh, welcome along. Glad you found us. Glad uh, the clip on our Twitter feeds has helped you find us and helped everybody else find us. Uh, and uh, we're we're glad to be here talking Minnesota United with you. And AJ, uh, you were back in the studio for the moment. Uh, what was your thoughts when Franco Fragapane scored the game tying goal? Yes, it's a tie. Yes, we're all celebrating like it's the Minneapolis miracle, but it was a very fun moment to be sure. That like, there's not a lot of times where I f- have that FOMO while back at the studio. Yeah, but like Dan, just you could hear it. It's building. All of a sudden, boom! Pressure lifts off. Um, I stood up. I like out of the office chair that we have in the studio. There immediately had to pick it up because they're expensive chairs. But uh, knocked it over. <laughs> But then it was just like that. You could hear the palpitation at Allianz Field, and I was like, "God, I wish I could be there." But you know, it's it's that like there's very few times where I get that feeling of like, "Wow, I really wish I could just be at the stadium right now." Um, and that's one of those moments like that. I'm sure for you two guys was just amazing. Just that whole the Wonderwall, everybody jumping in there. Um, I know Jonathan, you said in the post match show that that was one of the louder moments that you've ever heard at yes. Allianz field and not, not even for like a, a championship or like a, like a deep playoff run, a, it a rather a very important point, but a draw, a last second draw in 
you know, early regular September. season. So, yeah. um, no, just a crazy, crazy night. Um, and especially kind of after the 88, 90 minutes prior to that, uh, I felt fully deserved, fully deserved for the loons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, if any of you have seen the video that I posted that AJ posted from score North video account of Dan and I's call from, or Dan's call from, from that moment and see my just pure childish jumping and just fist pumping. That is not me playing it up for the camera. That is just actual oh. me. My family will attest. Dan will attest. Could, He's been in the I, booth with yeah, me I'll, for five I'll, years now. I'll verify. Attest. I'll verify that. I get, I get a little frightened. I I've thought about maybe wearing a helmet or putting up some plexiglass to yeah, separate. You want the plexiglass because... back, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah. The shower well, curtain and, back. And then he, then he turns around and he, and he uh, high tends our producer, Mike Weber, who can't <laughs> even see the game. He probably didn't know what happened. He just hears the crowd just burst up into loud noise and is, whoa, what the heck happened? But yeah, that uh, that video is pure raw emotion, and that is why we bought the camera and put it in there because of moments like that. Uh, let's get into that game a little bit. Uh, Minnesota go down uh, in the first half despite playing better. They played better throughout much of the night, um, and that's a storyline we've talked about plenty of times with this team is that they've played better and somehow are on the losing or drawing end of matches. But Minnesota... Go down to a Carlos Hill goal. We expected Carlos Hill to make an impact because he's their best mm-hmm. player, and he did in the first half. Second half was all Minnesota. New England came out, sat back in two low blocks of four, and just <laughs> dared Minnesota to break them down, and they had wave after wave after wave. What was it like? I think like 21 shots in the second half or 19 shots in the second half, mm-hmm. and it took until the last kick of the game to break through, but I think the 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 mag or the level of emotion that was experienced at all Field was because of how that second half had been building up through the previous 45 minutes and how Minnesota had just been playing such dominant soccer. They were pushing new England back. They were just pinning them back against their own goal and new England couldn't get out of their own half. And I think that emotion that we all experienced at all field, because it was a draw, you wouldn't normally get that, but because of how Minnesota <clears throat> had played throughout the previous 90 minutes, I think that was well-deserved. Let's uh, back up. Uh, do you remember warm-ups? Oh, yeah. We got to talk Emmanuel, about that, too. Oh. Emmanuel Reynoso went oh. down in warm-ups to the point where the uh, uh, Donnie Fuller and the trainers came out, and it really looked as though it might be questionable whether or not he'd play. He did play, and he played well. But I saw I saw the season flashing in front of my eyes there. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, if he's yeah. hurt, we're not going to make the playoffs. And then he comes out, and he has a really good match. But he was definitely uh, – Definitely hurting, and he may have uh, he may have not taken a few corner kicks because of that. I'm not sure, um, but that was scary. But what were you guys thinking late in the match? It was here we go again, doing yep. everything right. And I and I get to the point where I hate talking about it. I just I can't stand to say, well, they're 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 creating chances, they're dominating play, they're doing they're doing everything right. I, I don't. I'm so tired of saying they're doing everything right except scoring. I'm so sick of that. Um, so that's why that tie felt like a win is because it just looked like, here we go again. No pookie, no goal. I want that on a t-shirt. No pookie, no goal. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a reference or someone suggests that your go crazy. Oh my should be on a scarf. And if that happens, send one up to the ra- send a couple up to the radio booth we want we, one we probably won't get we probably won't get any we'll we'll, we'll pay top dollar for those we, we absolutely will and we'll give credit for whoever makes it but yeah uh, and, yeah but Dan I, to your point like that is the silver lining of that like frustration offensively is 
with the international break happening in the rest of the world of soccer, you have the Finnish international, the kind of big signing of the season so far for Minnesota, Timo Puki, not in attendance there. So, yeah. um, it, 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 you know, you, you want him to get the extra two points. You want all three, but given the circumstances, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's just me talking after seeing Dane St. Clair make the trek all the way from his own, uh, you know, his own goal up into the 18 in the final dying seconds. And, and I love that because you, yep. you see it every once in a while and it, it never really materializes into anything. It happens more than you think. I would imagine just in leagues all over I, the world, but, but I don't, I don't like, think it happens all that often, AJ. I mean, you it don't see like it very often. It feels like when he's making that trek up, it feels like you're watching the bullpen clear out when there's a bench clearing brawl in baseball <laughs> where these guys are just running from all the way across the field. Like, are we actually going to do anything here? We just yeah, run just to run. We're just stretching out here. Here's, here's why I think it's so amazingly cool with my, with my hockey background. Um, it's very exciting when a team pulls the goalie, but imagine if you pulled the goalie and just yeah. gave him a regular stick and he stayed in there and he went in there and jumped in on the offense. How cool would that be? That would be, I think that would be the coolest thing ever. Um, but they don't do that. So, um, I, I just, as soon as he came up and he kind of slowed down at, at, at about the, about 30 yards out and I'm thinking, go, go get in there. And he did. So that was fun. I thought for yeah. a moment when the ball bounced to him, like, I know it was, his back was kind of to the goal. His first touch kind of let him no. down, but it sort of didn't because it, it put him in the right area to make the pass into Franco Fragapane. But it just felt like one of those moments where like Dane St. Clair is definitely going to have a piece of this and he is going to either score or assist. And lo and behold, he assisted his first ever assist while playing soccer. He said, so uh, congratulations wow. to him. That's uh, fun. Incredible moment. A free, free, piece of maybe tactile advice for Adrian Heath and the crew. <laughs> oh, great. They're not going to use this, <laughs> but really? No, no, crazy. Never. <laughs> well, we got to hear it first. Yes. We can't make fun of him after we've heard it. That 10 seconds, I think shows that Dane St. Clair, if needed in an insane pinch where everybody else is hurt, you can get somebody else in goal and he can come up and play in the midfield because look, the, no, we can't. No, we can't. did you see his first touch? We talked about this. Did you see his first touch? You're out here for a second. <laughs> I think almost any other goalie in the world, that ball falls to their foot. And regardless of the first touch, they're saying, Oh, the only thing in their mind is fire this on goal. When am I going to get a chance to do this again? He had the IQ, the, the resilience, the, the, the decision-making in that split second to say, all right, we're going to dish this off to Franco. And I don't look think what he had happened. a choice. Yeah, well, you know. That I'm, first touch put his back to the argument, net. The There's no argument, way he's turning around and firing. For the sake of my argument, I'm going to say I was really impressed with that 10 seconds of Dane St. Clair's <laughs> offensive input. And I think I would, you know, if he if he, if he he wanted to play, uh, you know, five-a-side or something in a little Sunday league, go ahead. Uh, get, Jonathan, get him in the midfield. Jonathan, nothing about that makes sense. And everybody listening is now dumber for hearing it. <laughs> All those, all those listeners we just gained for putting out the awesome they clip just, over the weekend, they just, they just left. left. Uh, they unsubscribed. Uh, they're not watching uh, anymore. They're not listening. They're gone. We just lost them. So I said, I said that. If every single other person is hurt or suspended due to yellow card accumulation. The whole team. The entire we, had done, team. Done, we had done such a good job. We had spent the money up. to get the GoPro. Finally put together the clip. Finally had the moment. There's Got people rolling, on board listening to the radio broadcast. And AJ comes in with, yeah, this. you know what? 
We should put Dane St. Clair in midfield. And you've already called up everybody from MNUFC 2 for a, like a temporary so, contract. And, and everybody in the front office has already been used. And you pulled check, two guys off the street. MLS was then, about to get on board with promoting their radio broadcast for once. And check. now AJ comes in like, you know what? Let's put a, let's, let's put Dane <clears> St. Clair okay, in midfield. All right, fine. I'm going to cut this check, in post. Technically, this whole, this whole technically, technically goaltenders aren't even soccer players. And they'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tempted to cut this whole part in post. No, then... you have to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, let's move on. Let's I'm move glad on we got stupidity. it. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. So the point. I think I have loose... my write that down for today. <laughs> <laughs> will not ever score. Uh, write that down. Uh, All right. So the point keeps Minnesota at in seventh place in the Western conference because of a couple other results. There wasn't a whole lot of games from the last weekend, uh, but keeps them at seventh place, keeps them four points from second place also keeps them four points from out of the playoffs. So as we've talked about, <laughs> you are very close to being in, in a home playoff spot or being out of the playoffs entirely. So Minnesota have uh they can't let any more points slip out of their hands, especially against teams that are kind of, just crumbling in front of our very eyes as we saw as New England <laughs> released the pressure, released the press release the moment Fregapane's goal went in that Bruce Arena had quit. So uh, we'll get to that. In- that was weird. Uh, Dan, if you haven't been keeping up, it's gotten a lot weirder since then. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I think going into the final, what, seven games now of the season, seventh place, four points out of second place, very good spot to be also very dangerous, as we said, because you're almost outside of the playoffs, but I like where they're at right now with the schedule they've got coming up, Dan. Yeah, do you? Okay, so here's here's what I look at it like uh, with the what, what with the matches left, um, seven left, mm-hmm. four of the seven are against Sporting and LA Galaxy. Yep. So really, if you can be prepared for those two teams, and the Galaxy is they're not very good. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, we've got this weekend. If you can come out of those four, you know, with with three wins, you're you're in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. So it's just it's odd to play two teams at the end of the season twice. It's, the schedule's weird. Um, normally, you you play a team early. You play them in the. I don't I don't remember other years playing you know teams like that so close together at the end of the season. So uh, it's it all starts this weekend, and if they can, uh, um, you know take care of business with sporting Kansas city. And, you know, they, sh- if they're a playoff team, you got to be able to, because you've got uh St. Louis in there. Um, and that's a bit of a problem. So other than that, it's San Jose. So it's there. I mean, it is, it is there. I don't think yeah. you could, I don't think a decision day in Kansas city is the way you'd pick it. But other than that, that's may, that's maybe the biggest problem in the schedule down the stretch. We've got we kind of got used to having decision day at home, uh, so Bam, this is a little different feel. Yeah, that's a little different feel to it. So to me, the biggest problem is decision day. But if you do things right, it won't matter. You know, it won't come down to having to win on the last day of the season. So I hope it doesn't come down to that. Yeah, to steal the kind of cliche verbiage, they they control their own destiny. They have games in the final seven here where it's a team that they're good enough and should be able to get all three points against. And that should happen multiple times. Like Dan just said, um, obviously you have some very good uh, squads in this final run. Um, St. Louis city has shown that they're no slouch. They have, they have been 
fantastic in their inaugural season. It's LAFC on October uh, 4th, but you know, you, you've just shown that you can uh, compete with San Jose. You just went out there the other uh, week and you got a, you earned a draw. You're, you're going to have them. I want to say at home here. Yeah. It should be at home September 30th. And then, you know, you have LA galaxy twice and LA galaxy. I don't see them, you know, kicking up dust here any, anytime soon. So you should be able to get three points, not just once or twice, but it should be, I'm going to say at the floor should be three games out of these final seven you're winning. And that's, and that's like the bare minimum. So um, they, they shouldn't have to let it come down to decision day. No, no, absolutely not. And as Dan pointed out their schedule going forward, it's right there for the taking. We've been saying this all season, especially in games where there's games there to be taken and the loons should take it. This schedule is there for the taking that the loons should be able to get some of these wins and, you know, solidify their playoff spot so you don't have to worry about decision day in Kansas City. And we always know the house of horrors that place is. Um, but yeah, there it starts this weekend, as you guys said. Sporting Kansas City here at Allianz Field. Minnesota have to have to come out and play better uh, than they did on Sunday. I mean, they are on Saturday. They played great on Sunday or on Saturday, and they should have won. But you have to take your chances. And having Timu Puki back up top will be nice because it seemed like before the international break. He had finally found that or that chemistry between him and Reynoso had finally started building and starting showing on the field, scoring two goals in two games should have been, or maybe could have been three goals in two games. Um, if Reynoso doesn't handball it in San Jose, but I think there's, there's some positives for sure. There's some, there's some reasons to be hopeful that they can finally start to live up to this promise that this squad has, because uh, you saw Bong Hukle Hlongwane on Saturday come out and he played great. He was outstanding. He was, he went back to his usual self, uh, was off for what, two weeks or something like that and came back and looked like he didn't miss any time at all. And his, his, his pace, his runs, uh, just making just sheer will of running through guys and keeping the ball in Minnesota United's half. Uh, it showed up on Saturday and helped out the team. They just needed someone up top who could actually finish a goal and create some space for the rest of the attackers. So Having Timu Puki back will help. I'm fairly pos- I'm fairly sure that those guys. I can't wait to see what it's like with having Timu Puki and Emmanuel Reynoso in with some chemistry, and then add in Bunghukle Longwane on the right hand side. That's going to be a fun attack to watch on Saturday. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you completely because Bongi is is you know <clears throat> before his injury was as playing as well as anybody except maybe uh, Messi in the league. I mean, he was on fire. You know that Did guy. You say who? <laughs> um so yeah and then and then get put, so yeah there's high expectations for those three and there should be um and i like the fact that we're seeing some pretty good play out of Jan Gregouche um and off the bench okay, let's get to Tajiri Shradi quicker man he's Ooh, he's yeah. been outstanding so um it's too bad he's not on the left side he would kind of round out that offense pretty good wouldn't he um if he could play over on that left wing, but it feels like the lineup is set, doesn't it? I mean, this is what's going to either make or break this team. Uh, I don't see other than, you know, knock on wood, there's another injury. I think what we talked about up front and then the defensive back four seems like it's pretty set for this run. So, you know, that that's, I mean, it's on paper. This is a group. This is a great lineup. It just hasn't produced the goals. And uh, hopefully we, you know, have one of those two goal outbursts against Sporting Kansas City on Saturday and shock the world. 
Yeah, the the front three, just the way that it's set up, should be able to – they should be able to, in a sense, carry this team that we haven't seen in past years. It's been a lot of reliancy on the defense, and the, the key is going to be having all three of those guys that you just talked about hit their stride. And I think Bongi, um, it looked like he didn't really miss too much of a step in his absence, but we need no. Bongi to come on back, and he needs to I'm, – I'm not saying he's going to – I'm not going to say that he's been underwhelming since arriving because there's definitely been a little bit of a change and, you know, kind of adjusting to playing in Minnesota consistently. But um, I think the way that everybody was talking and maybe partly on, on us too, is we expected a, a every other game type of thing, or like a, even every night, like he's threatening with like, Oh, that was so close. That was just off the bar or something like that. So um, I'm not saying he hasn't lived up to expectations, but I almost think that there's more there to tap into. And if all three of those guys can hit their stride, start clicking, linking up in this important part of the season, and that carries over to the playoffs, it's going to be massive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's to look forward to Saturday, uh, this Saturday at all Field, Minnesota United host sporting Kansas city. Dan Terra and myself will be on the call 7 p.m. pre-match show, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, 1500 AM 1500 ESPN on the radio, 1500ESPN.com on your computer or the Score North mobile app you can find us. Or if you want to on the TV, it does it for you. It syncs it all up for you. Just go to the little icon on the right, click on that, scroll down to home radio feed, and boom, there we are on your TVs as well. for home. That's, what I, would, that's what I would do. Yep. Sinks it Same all here. up for you so you don't have to do anything. Yep. It's the easiest way to do so it. So easy. Yep. Apple TV makes it incredibly easy uh, to join us for the radio broadcast. So looking forward to having you guys there with us. Uh, let's take a look across the league. Plenty of uh, plenty of things to talk about. We'll get to the New England stuff in a little bit. I want to get to some of the scores from the weekend. I know AJ wants to get back at me for one thing I said a while ago about uh, Sergio <laughs> Busquets. So, uh, AJ, I'll we can start out there if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What they do? What they do, Johnny? What they do out Miami? Inter Miami wow. won without Lionel Messi mm-hmm. because he was off on Argentinian national duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won three two. Sergio Busquets uh, helped put in essentially what would it be the game winning goal by reacting quickly when everybody and the kitchen sink was just not paying attention and restarts play while Kansas City is talking to the ref and the ref allows it and basically. Kickstarts a goal, an easy tap or an easy goal for for Ias for the for Inter Miami to give them a three two win on Saturday. I will not give Sergio Busquets his flowers yet. Won't no, do it. Won't when, apologize when, for my comments yet. When he was announced to come over, and we were talking about the impact that Lionel Messi was going to bring to there, I also I said I was in, concerned. I, I didn't say he would be a bust. But you were concerned, if I remember correctly. This is not verbatim, but I'm paraphrasing about that he's. He's lost a step, and he's just not going to be I never able... said lost a step. Not I lost... No, 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 no. You, you, you said he was going to probably face some from some tactical sp- and, and speed and just, like, overall issues coming into the league. Like, it's not going to – he's yeah. not going to come in, and he's just not the player that I prop him up to be, and I admit that he's not. But this is a guy that I think is, in, in my opinion, one of the most complete midfielders in the history of the game. He just waltzes in here, and he's – playing chess when these other guys are playing checkers jonathan like he, he he's doing that he set up that goal solely because of his seasoned veteranness he is he's amazing he's amazing and i want you to apologize you're going excuse to me apologize. for excuse me for having concerns that a 35 year old would come in and struggle in this league excuse me he's not an average 35 year old 
I'm we're all clearly witness to that. The fact that he's not an average 35 year old, neither is Lionel Messi. I mean, no. I never said he would be a bust. I was just concerned that he might struggle. I was putting it out there that he him. might struggle. You disrespected him. I didn't disrespect anybody. I didn't say for certain that he would. I said there might be a chance. So <laughs> I will not apologize for my take. Is it wrong? Yes. We, it's, he's proven it wrong so far. Mm-hmm. But I will not apologize. You're going to apologize by the, by the end of the season. Nope, will not. Uh, the other results in the Western Conference, San Jose nil-nil draw with D.C. United. That's good for Minnesota because I keep San Jose behind Minnesota in the standings. Portland, a 2-0 win over LAFC. A bit of a shock result there, which is good for Minnesota because it keeps it keeps LAFC within reach, but it also keeps Portland within reach of the final playoff spot. And then L.A. Galaxy, they go down 2-0 in the first half to, Louis, to St. Louis City, but then get two goals in the second half to get a 2-2 draw. We were hoping... Uh, that LA Galaxy would not do such a thing because we want them out of the playoff spots or the chance to get a playoff spot <clears throat> as quickly as possible because, as we noted earlier, Minnesota United and LA Galaxy play twice over the final seven games of the season. So do Minnesota United and Sporting Kansas City. Uh, so those are the two big results for Minnesota United. Anyways, but then we get to New England Revolution, who have been <laughs> the unfortunate talk of Major League Soccer. As we said earlier, Right after the Franco Fragapane goal went in, and right after the ref blew the final whistle, excuse me for the, the sync sounds in the background, uh, New England Revolution and Bruce Arena announced that Bruce Arena would be officially stepping down as sporting director and head coach of the team. Literally moments after the game was ended, which was odd timing to begin with, because it had been, what, six weeks or something like that, that Bruce Arena had been on suspension, and no one knew exactly why or what was happening. There was... Rumors and innuendo of what was happening, but nothing's ever been to this day still confirmed as to what happened. So then we get to yesterday, I believe, where news came out that the team refused to train for for assistant or interim coach Richie Williams. Well, it came out that a lot a lot of rumors came out and stories came out that there was some players not trusting Richie Williams or not liking what he was doing and trying to take wow. advantage of the situation. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> late last night during the U.S. men's national team game, about everybody else on the coaching staff was fired. They have a new new interim head coach, and nothing was ever mentioned of Ricky Williams. Uh, the interim sporting director was also canned, and the players are ready to play again. I don't clean know what's and, going on. Clean they, in house. Clean in house. They effectively <clears throat> cleaned house, and they are and still the second-place team in the Eastern Conference th- despite all this. That's what's amazing about this. If this was like Colorado, you'd go, yeah, clean it out. You know, if, if they yeah. were having a terrible year, this wouldn't be all that shocking. But here's the weird thing. First of all, the announcement coming as soon as the game was over meant to me that at some point before that game, they said, okay, we're making this Bruce announcement mm-hmm. after, right after the game release this right after the right after the match is over as much as he can right and because they had no idea how the match was going to end yep you know and so it has this crazy bizarre finish and then they go okay they said release it after the match so they did so that was planned and all the rest of this is just crazy and and yeah the 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 bizarre the the most bizarre part of this aj is that this is a really good soccer team yeah, that's that's the weirdest part about this. If they were kind of bottom of the table and, yeah. you know, they, we've had these like maybe internal personal struggles between coaches and, and managers and, and or sporting directors like we've seen with some other you know clubs in the league, it'd be one thing. 
you know, fan, you know, the, the ultras or the fans, you know, getting in the face and like having conversations. I mean, one thing, they're not a bad club. So this has all been so shocking and it, it just really shows that you, you need that, that solid internal structure, whether you're a bad club, bottom of the barrel, or you're, I'm not in a, you know, they're not necessarily the creme de la creme, but they, they are a good club. So it's, uh, I mean, they, they're sitting still second in the, in the Eastern <laughs> Conference right now. So to have all this happen, um, arguably, could not be at a worse time, you know. And maybe, maybe you could spin that as like, well, they're gonna get the fresh blood in there and uh, be all set come postseason time. But uh, this is just so odd to watch from just and really, I I would not want to be um, a supporter or a. Uh, like a, just somebody within that organization. Cause I feel like the past 48, 72 hour news cycle for the MLS, Ooh. you've just been like, Oh my God, can we, can something else happen please? Just so we aren't the talk for of the once town. MLS fans are hoping that Lionel Messi does something so they can talk about Lionel Messi. <laughs> like, can, can we change somebody show him getting off the plane in Miami, please. Yeah. We need change to the narrative. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to fall down the stairs, getting off a plane or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Quick, well, Insignia, I see something about your sporting director again. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Bird Deadly, walk out of practice, do something. It has been a wild week for New England Revolution fans, and it felt, I'm sure this is just the worst time for them. Obviously, their team has finally been good for the past couple of years after almost a decade of just being miserable and the Crafts just not caring about the team that they own. And Bruce Arena comes in, changes all that. They become one of the best teams in the league. They win the Sporter Shield a couple years ago. They look dominant. And obviously, whatever Bruce did, uh, clearly it's justified. I mean, having your coaching staff sign an NDA is a little weird and clearly showing signs that you did something pretty stinking bad. So whatever that is, clearly gone for the right reasons. But the way the rest of this has all played out just shows a very dysfunctional organization. And somehow they're still second place. So this is just a whole whirlwind of trouble that New England Revolution fans are wishing didn't happen, obviously. Uh, so now we jump into our three prediction-related segments. One we don't track and keep the results off. The other two we do. Uh, let's jump into this, guys. The Loons put their seven-match unbeaten run on the line this weekend. Their seven-match league unbeaten run on the line this weekend. And that unbeaten run is pretty impressive. I mean, considering you have Houston in there, you have a game against Houston, a win against Houston, you have a draw against LAFC. You got a draw against Seattle. Uh, those are some pretty impressive teams. You got the draw against New England. Those mm-hmm. are some pretty impressive teams to keep your unbeaten run alive in against. So this isn't just a, a regular old seven match unbeaten run that you can just sneeze at because of a bunch of cake teams. No, this is this is a pretty good unbeaten run for this club. They put it on the line this weekend. Let's predict the last seven games of the season for the Loons. Sporting Kansas City, Dan, your prediction. Win. Win. AJ. I have a win as well. Yep. I'm winning on this one too. So then they take that a couple days later, LA galaxy on the road, the first of two games over the final six games of the season between those two sides on the road in LA, a team that seems to be stumbling a little bit here lately. Uh, I think they're going to win. I, um, I just don't think the galaxy's got a lot left in them. And after this weekend, when they play LAFC, I think they'll have even less left in them. Ooh, so I like it more to come. Yeah, you know, it's it is a short turnaround for both sides. And I think just given like the momentum I think each team's gonna have heading into that Wednesday night, I'm gonna give the edge to Minnesota. Um I, I don't know if it'll be the prettiest of wins, but I, I think they get three. 
How many goals do you think Dane St. Clair will score? Um, is he starting in the attacking midfield or defensive Pro- midfield? Probably defensive mid. He is a goalie. Okay, so probably one <laughs> off a free kick from about 40 yards out. What's his personal XG? Uh, .02. <laughs> Negative. I didn't realize that they were playing LAFC this weekend. That uh, that definitely gives Minnesota a boost heading into I think that so. one. So I know we're supposed to have debate on talk shows and podcasts, but – I don't think there's any debate here, guys. I think that's going to be a win. I have that in yeah. mind for Minnesota. Don't Let's do it. Start a fuss if there isn't one. Yeah, why not? <laughs> a couple days later then, because we have another stretch of three or three games in seven days, uh, Minnesota hosts St. Louis City, putting there at that point the nine-game unbeaten run on the line against the best team in the Western Conference, Dan. I had this as a loss last week. I'm changing my mind. A draw. Okay. Yep. I, I forget what I had last week. But if I had a draw, I'm going to switch to a loss. I think, I, th- I think St. Louis is going to come in. They want revenge for the point that Minnesota stole, in a sense, uh, down in St. Louis earlier this season. So, and they're just they're just such a good team this year. Um, I I, I know it's a, almost a must-have point at this point of the season for Minnesota, just moving forward. But I think St. Louis maybe just shakes one out here and and, and gets all three. Anytime you get a goal from Luis Amaria, it's never a stolen game. Come on. Don't take that don't take that win away from Luis Amaria. <laughs> Who? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as a draw as well. I mean that's a that's an incredibly tough team. Uh I don't wanna see it as a draw because I want the Loons to get as many points at home down the stretch. But I think that's just a very good team. That's a lot of games in a short amount of time for Minnesota. That's gonna be a draw for them. Then they host seven days later San Jose for the sec- they'll play them the second time this season, as you guys already pointed out, one one draw earlier this month. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Dan? Uh, I think they're going to win that one too. I don't think San Jose is going to put up that much of a fight. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you can get a point on the road against them, I bet you, you can get all three at home against them. So I'll give them a, a win there. Yeah. I think that's kind of my thinking too, AJ, is that if you can, if you can take them, uh, and get a point at home at their place, you can probably mm-hmm. be sure to you get should. Three points. You should get three points at home. At this point, it's also, it's late September, I don't know how well acclimated to kind of a Minnesota early-ish, mid-ish fall uh, they're going to be. So um, maybe maybe a colder September night is enough to, uh, you know, freeze them up a little bit. Fair, fair. A uh, couple days after that, LAFC on the road, a place that is incredibly tough to go to unless your name's Lionel Messi in Inter-Miami. Other than that, it's a very tough place to go and play. Uh, your thoughts, Dan? We don't have Lionel Messi. So uh, that's oh, where the streak. Dave St. Clair, the one that's, midfielder. That's, that's Canadian that, Busquets. That's where the streak. The streak ends there. That's I think that's going to be too tough. So, jeez, um, that needs to be on a scarf. Canadian Busquets. This this, this one for me. Uh, you're going to ask me this week after week, and I'm I'm going to say loss until they they need to be like scalding red hot, and LAFC has to be down in the trenches. So I I'm going to say a loss. They'll be on an 11 match on beaten run. I don't know if you can get any more scalding, blazing hot. They got to pass the eye test. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be the one loss on the schedule. Well, maybe two, uh, considering what's coming yeah. up in uh, St. Lu- or on Kansas City in the final game of the season. I think that one, unfortunately, is going to be a loss that's going to end the run. But we know those late season losses can always refocus you heading into the playoffs. Uh, they will then host a couple days after that LA Galaxy, the other LA team. They'll host them uh, for the home 
uh, the home finale of the season. Your thoughts on that, your prediction on that, Dan? I feel like they might be reeling a bit from the uh, loss in L.A., but I think they'll do their typical find a way to get a draw. Yeah, draw. Um, I think at this point, all the Galaxy squad members are going to be checked out. They're going to be thinking about going back to wherever it is they reside, um, just Canada. nationally. So, yeah, Canada or, yeah. you know, Ricky Puig is going to want to get back to back to Europe. So I'm going to say that uh, this is going to be – I mean, this is going to be the most boring win of all time because it's I, – I, this is chalk. They're, they're, they're getting three points, and there's no question about it. Wow. Okay. Wow. LA Galaxy will be eliminated from the playoff contention by that time. I think they'll have plenty of sandals up on the beach already by that point. I think this is a win as well for the Loons. And that brings us to, I, I would assume, by with all the wins and draws that the Loons will have over this final stretch that we're all predicting that they will have clinched a playoff spot. Who knows where it'll be. Uh, but that brings us to the final game of the season, the House of Horrors that is known as the Blue Hell, that is Children's Mercy Park uh, in Kansas City, Sporting Kansas City, hosting Minnesota United on Decision Day. Dan? I um. If if we're anywhere near correct, they'll already have a playoff spot locked down by this point. But if we're correct, they could be in a uh, match that would determine if they finish in fourth. Yes. But but uh, you know, so if we get to that point and we are correct, then my uh, prediction here is just because it's going to be difficult, they find a way to get a draw, which will make things probably really complicated. But um, I think they find a way to get a draw and they go into the playoffs as one of the hottest teams in the league. All right. I I have a draw here too. I think it's just such a tough place to play. And I know that they're, I think I said last week that this is going to be a, like a must win game for Kansas city. Um, They have a little bit of ground to make up right now to get back into the playoff picture. But I think by the time this match happens, they're going to be right there in the mix of things. So um they're going to want to, I mean, they're going to go give 110%. And I think based off what everything else has done, um, Minnesota's going to have a playoff spot locked up. So um, I'm not saying they're going to take their foot off the gas pedal or anything, but I do think that Kansas City is going to like want it more in a sense. So uh, I'm going to say a draw. See, I'm kind of going back to the until you prove it. Uh, I'm going to doubt you, unfortunately. And as much as I like to be or am considered a homer on this show, I just, with how Minnesota have played in Kansas City, that's just a rough place to go. You don't, I mean, they've won once there, and it was in the playoffs. Every other time they've gone there, they've been blown out by at least three goals. Uh, I don't think there's anything been closer. Maybe there was a a two-goal loss, but for the most part, they've been blown out in Kansas City. Until you can prove me wrong there, I'm sorry. I'm going to be Captain Negativity here. That's going to be an end-of-the-season loss going into the playoffs. But by that time, it won't matter because the Loons will have a playoff spot locked up. But until you prove me right, I'm going to doubt you, unfortunately, as much as I don't want to. But uh, hopefully use that as motivation. Put that on the the chalkboards and whatnot as your motivation for that week. Now that just makes me feel sad. I'm sorry. Well, that brings us into our other one of our other prediction-related segments where we predict actual goal score or goal lines. Dan, why don't you explain what yes. the predictor is? The predictor picked three matches, including the upcoming uh, Minnesota United match. Pick the score, pick the winner or a draw. If you get uh, the draw or the winner correct, you get a point. If you get the score exactly correct, you get a bonus point. Uh, so, yeah, this is what we're doing. 
Who's you first? Normally we oh. do uh, we do accountability sessions and keep track of scores, but I was too busy basking in our viral fame from our video <laughs> that I didn't care to look at the predictions and what we did last week and write it all down. Wow. Figure it out. No, I've just been really busy with work. So uh, we don't have an accountability session this week. So okay. instead, we'll just make predictions for both of these upcoming segments. Uh, and uh, because, uh, let's see, last week, uh, myself and AJ were in first place on 28 points. Dan is on second place. On 24 points. I went first last week. AJ, why don't you go first this week? Perfect. We're going to start off with uh, game of the week, Minnesota sporting Kansas City. I'm going to say Minnesota. I predicted a win just now in, in our kind of made up, not of, like officially counted prediction. So I do think they do get the win this weekend. I got Minnesota two, sporting Kansas City one. God damn. All right. You always take that score. You always take that score. If you're going to let me go first, I'm absolutely going to take it. Damn it. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with that game as well here. Minnesota three, Kansas City nil. Three Guazo, holy moly! Three nil. Whew. Okay, two ones gone. Three nils gone. I'll go. Man, I figured Dan would never go near three nil. So no, that's crazy talk. I'll go two. I'll go two nil Minnesota over Sporting. I like it. All right. Didn't really Uh, want a clean sheet, but I'll take it. We'll do snake, snake order draft? again since yeah, I, I like since it. I like this way. Uh, Dan, you get to okay. go again. Uh, okay. Uh, New England will further cement Colorado in the basement of the West with a three nil win over uh, over over the Rapids. Wow! After all the talk that we just oh, had they're about they're New just going to just going to squash them. They're going to crush them. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's fair. Why not? I'm going to go Inter-Miami on the road at Atlanta. Inter-Miami need all the points they can get going down the stretch. They're still out of the playoffs looking in. They're still out by, if I'm doing my math correctly, six points. So they're getting closer, but they're still far off. But they are at Atlanta, who they've already beaten a couple times, if not at least once uh, already since Miami joined them. I'm going a 2-0 win for Inter-Miami. Okay. All right. Uh, my next one, I also had New England battering Colorado. Dan took my scoreline, so I feel like yes. I have to up the ante a little bit. Take that, uh, so I'm going to say New England, they're the, it's a it's a player player run club now. 4-0. 4 nil. Wow. I mean, it's the second place team in the Eastern Conference going up against the worst team in the league, so. Yeah, so maybe that's not as uh, that's true a prediction as I thought. Uh, my next one, I believe we have an L.A. Derby this weekend, don't we, Jones? El yes, Traffico. we do. Absolutely. So I'm, that. I'm going LA to Derby. take uh, LAFC over LA Galaxy 3-1. to one. Ooh, I had that game as well, AJ, but I did not Me have 3-1. I had, I had another clean sheet for the team that's going to win. LAFC, and because we all know I like these crazy predictions and crazy scorelines. LAFC four, LA Galaxy nil, and LA Galaxy Whoa. will pack it in, boys. Whoa. After getting blown out at home Whoa. by LAFC. You guys are throwing. You guys are throwing around uh, four goal scores here, like it was Franco Fragapani in the Wonderwall, man. Just tossing them around. Uh, I have LAFC also defeating LA Galaxy, but I have one nil. All right. So that is all of our predictions, if I'm doing my math correctly. Yes. Right, boys? All right, so that means it's time for Write That Down, our other soccer-related prediction segment of the week, where we each make three soccer-related predictions. They don't have to necessarily be scoreline predictions. Uh, We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call them goals. Usually we do an accountability session. We don't have that today. But uh, so the the person leading 
in first place as of last week was AJ and 23 points. Dan, you were in 21 points, and I am all the way back with single digits, eight points. I'm sure I have something coming off the board good coming up here eventually. So uh, you guys don't get to play defense against me. So Dan, or I think, yeah, who did I say was first? I'm AJ's in first. AJ's I'll in go, first. I'll AJ, go first go if first. you want. Yep. My first one, back in the mix. He's returning to the club after international duty. This weekend against Sporting Kansas City, write this down. Tamu Puki will have at least two goal involvements. Ooh, I like it. All right, Dan. Wow, you just it's like you can read my notes here. Um, same match, except I have Emmanuel Reynoso involved in every Minnesota goal against Sporting Kansas City. All right. I have another player. Do it. Those same lines. Do it. Bongo Hukle Huangwane will be involved in at least two goals for Minnesota United. Wow. I thought you were going to be interesting. Huh? Can't I thought wait. you were gonna go Dane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had me there for a sec. <laughs> you know, I've got a bunch of bunts lined up here. I haven't used any. Write this down. <laughs> Dane St. Clair will not be involved in the goal for Minnesota United the rest of the season. Oh Bunt. my god, I can't wait you to I can't wait for you to eat your words. <laughs> if that happens, I am losing it on air. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh write that the, down. The last I love second. Dane. He's a great I I love him, young goalkeeper, good goalkeeper, but I just don't see him involved in another goal involvement for Minnesota this season. The last like second that. header in stoppage time against LAFC is going to hit. To lock up first place <laughs> oh in the Western Conference will just be incredible. <clears throat> going to hit wow. so well. Wow. Right. Was that Dan back to you? Yep, Dan back to you. Okay. Dane St. Clair, during the match, during a match, will not cross the half line the rest of the season. Oh, man. That's Does that include one. when he walks off the field to go back to the line? During the match. <laughs> During AJ, you're the match, track this one. I'm going to be too busy. Oh, no. games oh, no, I can watch it. I'll know as soon as soon as soon as he crosses that half line, you'll know. I'll let you know. AJ saying, but right, he's not right, going Dan to saying, write that down on air. All right, AJ, your final two of the week. My final two. First one, man, the man of the moment, Dane St. Clair. Write this down. We'll record two clean sheets out of the next five matches. All right, that's two fair. out of five. That's um, at, at least two. Going. I'm going to say at least two. They have some tough matches, right. but um, I'm going to say at least two clean sheets out of the next five. That's fair. Uh, and then my final one yep. is um, involves that uh, Inter Miami Atlanta United match this week, and I'm going to say that um, write this down: both Argentinian internationals, Thiago Almada and Lionel Messi, will score in that match. All right. Okay. Uh, my last one: LAFC versus uh, the Galaxy. There will be at least one red card in that match. Ooh, I like it. Final one. Uh, so far in league play, according to FB Ref, Lionel Messi, one goal, two assists. He may have more due to MLS keeping track of assists like it's hockey and giving the hockey assist to him. But we don't do that on this show. Ellie. Get over it. Get over I it. Get over it. On so one goal, two assists so far. By the end of this season, boys, write this down. Lionel Messi will have at least 10 goal involvements, 10 goals plus assists this season for Inter Miami. Write that down. Seems like a bit of a bund. I, I'm, I've I'll got give a lot it to of them, them lined up. <clears throat> I'll give I'm it to eight them. Goals. I, can, I need to creep back into the contention here somehow. Uh, Jonathan's been... still in the starting gate. <laughs> I'll, I'll I let pulled him a hammy early on. I'm trying to catch up here. <laughs> Limping off the line. <laughs> that has been Write That Down. That has been Loon Talk for this week. Glad you've all joined us this week, wherever you are joining us. Uh, we will be right back here next week at some point during the week if we <clears> remember <throat> to do it. Uh, it'll be a busy week next week, so it will might... It'll be either Monday or 
maybe Thursday after the game on Wednesday. So we'll see. We'll, we will talk to you then. We'll also wait, talk to wait, you. Wait, one thing before we go, watch social media for a goal call from Saturday night, because if they score a game winning goal in extra time, Jonathan's taking his shirt off the booth. Boom. And speaking of watching, God, I wear undershirts, so there'll still be a shirt on underneath it. <laughs> And speaking of watching on Saturday, if you're watching on Apple TV's broadcast, make sure mm-hmm. to uh, settings button and link up the video with the uh, radio call for the match. Um, you can hear Dan and Jonathan live. It's perfectly yep. synced up. It's the best way if you're watching a home Minnesota United match. Perfect. But if you don't yep. have or are not near a TV, open up your phone, go to the Score North mobile app. We will also be there. Or go to your radio dial. Flip to the AM side of the radio, which I know you youngins don't know what the hell that is, <laughs> but it is there. FM AM thing and it'll take you to the AM side of the dial. It's a little static here. It's not as clear, but we will still be there uh, on AM 1500 or 1500ESPN.com. AJ? Yes. Well, actually, too, if you have a, if you're in your car and it's like, I want to say it's 2014 or newer, you're going to have an HD radio. So you can go to 94.52. And that, uh, that is KS95. Like, we give you so many different ways to find. There's really no reason to not listen to you guys. Yeah. I mean, I'll be listening. I'll be listening. <laughs> that's uh, that's how you can find us Saturday, 7 p.m. pre-match show, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, Minnesota United hosting Sporting Kansas City this weekend. We'll talk to you then. We'll be right back here next week for Loon Talk. See talk you. Later, Loon fans. See you.